Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. And for those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to another segment. With me today is a very special guest by the name of Teresa Mitrovic. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more on who she is because y'all, she is a force to be reckoned with. Teresa is the founder of Oral Collective, a leadership learning consultancy. She has lived and worked internationally and founded her first leadership learning consultancy in London, in 2011, after a career in senior leadership with roles with Hasbro, the Walt Disney Company, and Universal Pictures. Since then, Teresa has delivered keynotes and workshops to clients large and small and coach CEOs, founders, directors, VPs, and leaders from all walks of life across various sectors. And with us today, we're going to be learning about how her leadership experience with her corporate background has set her up for success so she can not only survive but thrive in her own consultancy and also help others do the same. So without further ado, let's welcome the woman behind it all, Teresa Mitrovic. Genesis, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such a joy to be here. My pleasure, Teresa. And I hope I've done you justice by your bio. So what I'm going to do is something different. Before we dive into the connection part, I want you to share with the audience today, as well as the viewers, what some what is something that you want them to know about your bio? Because a bio is just a bio and anyone could type something on a bio. So just give us like three quick bullet <laughs> points on who you are, because you're definitely a force to be reckoned with. Sure. Okay. So um, three quick bullet points. Um, I've lived my career as a workaholic, solo parent, <laughs> um, with very challenging personal circumstances. Um, but I've always, I think, been a little bit of a renegade and a rule breaker. But I think if there was anything that, um, that the listeners could take away, it's it's about really trusting your instinct and um, and taking a leap of faith consistently and backing yourself. Because my entire career, when I look back over it, whether it's corporate or consult- consulting in this new role, in this new business, is really about having a deep drive, a deep um, commitment to doing what I'm doing and then trusting myself even when other people are questioning what it is that I'm doing so um, I joke with people that if someone can question you and it makes you get a bit shaky then that means either you you don't have enough belief or commitment or there's something else that you haven't thought about that needs to be kind of shored up and strengthened but but I think the really big bullet point is be brave and take risks because our career is our business. Whether we run our own business or we have a corporate career or a career in any context, our career is our is our businesses. You know, and as women, we've got to we've got to work. It's almost like we've got to work twice as hard to earn the credibility and the rewards and the recognition for all that we do. And um, and that's it's easier to do all of those things when you know who you are and you feel really comfortable in your own skin. And you feel really closely aligned to what matters most for you. Absolutely. And I love that you shared that as the opening because it also gives the audience a closer dive into who you are, which is going to tie into what 
uh, what the nature of our conversation is going to be today. So I want to dive into the connection part of the segment where it's the part of the conversation that allows you to be able to connect with the audience in a personal and professional manner. So I either give you two options here. We could do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for, Teresa? I've just had a coffee, so rapid. Let's go rapid. Okay. <laughs> See what comes out. We're fired up, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Teresa. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Question number one. What's one word to describe you? Brave. Question number two. If you had the opportunity to have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be? Oh, that's such a difficult one, but I'd say Leonardo da Vinci. Ooh, and he's dreamy. Question three. <laughs> what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or an adult beverage? Coffee. Okay. Coffee. What? Yeah. It's like it's I, I I would I would use it. I'd take it intravenously if I could. Question four. Are you the type of female that likes to lounge around or get dolled up for a night? A night out. <laughs> I identify as deeply introverted, so definitely lounge around. Question five. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh, um, probably patience. I have next to zero patience. So I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm really stacked up on tolerance, but patience is super low. So probably patience, yeah. Love it. Question six. With your background in leadership, do you believe that anyone could be a leader, whether they have the title or not? Absolutely. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Question seven. You just came across a windfall of cash. However, to get all of your cash proceeds released to you, you must donate to three charities of your choice. What charities are you contributing to? Oh, good question. Um, I would be contributing to local charities in Australia. There is one called Homey, which supports people through um, homelessness and, um, and gets them back on their feet and into work. I would also put money towards um, Alzheimer's research and I, because my mum is currently um, in the final stages of, of dementia. And I would also uh, donate to uh, survivors of sexual abuse. Wow. All of those are really good. An audience that also mm. shows her servant leadership, her ethos and her heartstrings. So thank you for sharing that, Teresa. Question eight. Question. Would you rather a dream car or dream home? Uh, dream home. Okay. Dream home. Yeah. yeah. Question nine. If you had the opportunity to trade places with anyone for 24 to 72 hours, would you trade places or remain yourself? No, I'd remain myself. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> yeah yeah question good 10. question though hmm. this is a good one it is the pass or play question and here are the rules if you pass our roles are reversed and you could ask me any question if you play i ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire so do you want to pass or play i want to Pass. So pass. So yeah, I want to pass. I'd love to ask you a question. Sure. Okay. What's your question? Okay. <laughs> um, if you could give yourself 
of 15 years ago, one critical piece of advice about life as woman over the next 15 years, what would you tell yourself? I would say, don't be afraid to ask for what you want, walk in there with confidence and negotiate when it comes to your career, whether you're entering in a corporate setting, whether it's a mom or pop or a fortune 500 company, because whenever you don't have the power of negotiation and you don't have confidence, you can easily be low, lowballed or, you know, stuck in a box where they try to confine you. And it could be a lot harder to get to the level that you truly desire if you don't know what you know now. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Because, yeah, I, I love that you chose that piece of advice because it, because when you the way that you start out really tells people how to treat you, you know, like you, you have this, you know, that saying, you never get a second opportunity to make a first impression. It's never more true than when you're first walking into a negotiation, first walking into a new job, first starting out a relationship and how you present yourself and how you hold yourself shows them, uh, shows them the degree to which you respect and trust and hold yourself as a credible authority and that then speaks volumes to them about how they can then treat you so I think you know and it's got so many knock-on impact as well right in terms of what you then become, become capable of earning the opportunities that come your way the people who then want to step up and sponsor you in the organization that's great advice thank you thank you and thank you for asking that question and audience it, it was a great question to segue into the topic that you know Teresa speaks passionately about is how she left her high-paying job to start a company aimed at improving working conditions across the world, not just where she where she is right now, but across the world for no matter where you are, no matter what your background is or, or et cetera. So Teresa, can you tell us what was it like whenever you came to decide that, okay, I no longer want to work for a co corporation, but I want to do this for myself. And then you had to not only walk it, but you had to talk it like you walk it and put the actions behind your words. That is such, that is such a good question. So um, if I can take you, if I, if I can take you and the listeners back, um, I actually, I wanted to do this job since or pick up this, this, this profession. Um, in my mid thirties when, or early thirties actually, when I was um, forced by my manager into a coaching as manager course, which I went into kicking and screaming because I was so busy. I didn't have time. You know, I was working 12 hour days. There was just no time to take three days out of out of work, but I trusted her. The entire senior management team was asked to go on this course. And so we all went together, you know, laughing, you know, laughing about how ridiculous it was. And it was only after putting some of what I'd learned into practice and realizing how incredibly impactful these really simple strategies could be if I was curious enough to to test them out that I realized that if if someone who was as a type and as workaholic as me could experience you know shorter work days for myself so I I, I cut two hours off my work days my we cut an hour and a half off my team members work days and we tripled our profit and the quality of our work was just insane so we didn't just make our lives better we didn't just make our team morale you know, improve our team morale and the quality of our work. We got international recognition for the the progress that we were making in the business, and and all this from me saying I don't want to go. I don't. You know, this is ridiculous. I don't have time to spend on learning how to coach as a manager. And from that moment, I thought, wow, I 
I was living with such deep stress and, and I had so many wake, you know, uh, wakeful nights. And I am one of millions of leaders around the world who think that they have it nailed, that we've got it under control, even though we're on the brink of burnout. We are working all the hours. We are juggling priorities and hoping not to drop anything. And so that was when I thought, this is what I want to do because I want to help people like me whose hearts are in the right place, but we're so conditioned into work as hard and you've got to work twice as hard. And if you're a, a mother or a, you know, or a parent, then there's all, you, you've just got to pull the time, you know? So that was, so, so, you know, and I, I, I share this with you and the listeners to demonstrate how purpose operates to help you stay really connected to the dream because all I could think was this has made a difference to my life my son's life my team members lives their lives at home our lives at work I really want to help other people find out how to do this so uh the, the, the only challenge was of course as a solo parent I had a mortgage to pay and a child to raise so I really couldn't afford to step away from the paycheck so we call this golden handcuffs right I can't step away from the money because the money is servicing my life so I've got to get to a place where I can either do it alongside until I, you know, so I got to, I got to that place in London. When we'd moved to London, I was like, it's now or never. So I stepped out of my corporate role with Universal and retrained for six months, did corporate, uh, did coaching diplomas for six months. And then, and then, as you alluded to earlier, stepped into building my own business in, as an independent in London. <laughs> After the GFC had gone down and no, everyone knew me as a marketer, not as a leadership coach or consultant. I had no network to speak of, you know, in the HR space. Um, but the people that I'd worked with at Universal became my first clients and because they trusted me. So, and it's that kind of, it's the relationships that always connect us through life, right? So the relationships yes. that I had at Universal, yeah. So they they then gave me a soft landing for coming out of the corporate space and into my business space where I could start to actually build up some credibility and deep competence around the stuff that I really love, which is leadership, well-being and performance and team well-being and performance. And I love that you walked us through that scenario because listen to this audience, she met this opportunity with resistance, but she came out of this opportunity with resilience. So had it not been for TND training and development and her going to this coaching that she fought so hard about it, they wouldn't have had productivity, productivity from, you know, a home-based side and productivity from a professional side. They wouldn't have productivity whenever it comes to the number of hours worked versus the number of hours saved. And she wouldn't have had the resilience to make that TNT, which I like to call my personal explosive transition plus transformation into her brilliant oral consultancy because, you know, she took that leap of faith, even though it was something that she did not want to do. She did it anyways. And look at the end results. So sometimes in life, we have to get outside of our comfort zone in order to get into our zone of genius. And when we're in that zone of genius, then you can be begin to go from surviving to thriving. And when you're thriving, everything holistically will come into alignment and the synergies will be there. But sometimes we as individuals can be our biggest roadblocks because we want what we want, but then we're facing burnout. We're having problems at home, whether it's marriages, whether it's children or whatever, because we're trying to save face 
when in actuality, even though you're trying to save face, you're crumbling inside. So is that really conducive to your overall approach? So beautifully put. So beautifully put. I mean, when you said that, it just like sparked something there. And I wanted to say, you know, one of my passions is women because I feel like, Teresa, you and I are both in different parts of our careers and probably different mm -hmm. age buckets. So I'm 31 okay. now, approaching 32. I've worked in corporate for 15 years, but a bulk of that was in oil and gas. You're coming from the marketing side of things, but you're also coming from, you know, the international waters. And I do have a bit of international ties. My mother was is Caribbean and my father was from Curacao. So being first-generation American, I see things a bit differently, but as mm. a whole, I see sometimes women don't know how to command what it is that they want, and they feel like they should take and settle whatever the male-dominated workforce gives them, when in actuality, you have the same degree, you have the same background, knowledge, and et cetera. You're, the only thing that's different is your physical anatomy, and that should not take you out of the race. So how can we educate women to really have that confidence, be brave, be courageous. And no matter if you don't have the leadership title, you are a leader because when you're at home, you're the leader of your of your home in a sense, depending on what your cultural is. But then you're also a leader, a leader in your workforce because there's different people that will come up to you, whether it's a mentor, mentee. So you're leading in some form of capability and you should have some respect on your check, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have put it better myself. And I think um, you, you mentioned there, you know, how do you build that confidence? And I think what no one tells us, because, because it's a very, like, we've all just become really acclimatized to this male way of working, because it is very much a male way of working uh, in the world, right? So we have this kind of historically male climate to the workplace. And what no one tells us as females, and in fact, as, as all as all human beings, so I don't want to just limit it to females, but it's, you know, I always see it through the lens of a female because I was born female, right? So that's kind of my first my first lens. But but what we what, what we what I've only just realized. So I'm 51, um, just turned 51 a couple of weeks ago, and I had 18 years in corporate. I've had over a decade in my own business, and what we don't tell people when they're starting out is that. I think the real key to life and to genuine like through and through confidence is knowing who you are and what matters most to you at this stage of your life. Because when you know, and it's it's very, very hard to know that because there's so much noise from uh, all the cultural influences around us, not to mention the people who raise us and the people who teach us and the people who are in our peer groups. So there's a lot of influence and, you know, as humans, our our makeup is that our DNA is 50% predestined and 50% impacted by our environment. So of course we're we're like little sponges. You know, 50% of our whole makeup is a little sponge soaking up, yeah, soaking up what's going on around us. So we have to be really intentional about learning who we are and what works for us and what doesn't, and learning what matters to us. So what are our values? You know, what kinds of things light us up and which absolutely suck the living daylights out of us. Because if you don't know those things, we end up walking into environments that don't serve us and which we, in turn, aren't able to serve to our best ability because we're just the wrong fit. That doesn't mean that we're not great at our work or that we are inc incompetent or incapable. It means that we're not the right fit. So, and, 
and work is like any other relationship, whether it's with friends, a significant other, parents, anyone. It is all down to the relationship that you have with the work that you do, the environment, the, the uh, company that you work for, and the direct manager that you're reporting into. All of these relationships, including the ones with your team members, are really, really important. But if you don't have a strong relationship with yourself first, and by that I mean really just knowing your your strengths, uh, being really comfortable with what your strengths are, being really understanding of your development areas and the things that you're really not good at so that you can feel confident in the fact that you know them. You know where those deep, dark edges are. You know where the shadows lie. So no one's going to spring something on you that you're suddenly freaked out about because you already know that stuff. So there are no big surprises coming from, from that sign. Um, I love that. Can but, I, I'm, I want to chime in really yeah. quick here too. Yeah. The audience, when you know who you are, you're not going to fall victim of what someone else wants you to be or what the world conditions you to be. Because you are so intentional and you've already done a deep dive into who you are. So you know your morals, you know your values, you know your ethos, you know what your personal mission statement is. So now it's up to you to execute it and walk it like you talk it. Because a pair of lips can say anything, but if the actions do not follow suit, then you're just flapping your lips and wasting priceless air, in my opinion. <laughs> That was that was brilliant. And it is so true. And I think um, one of the things you you learn when you're coaching um, a lot of teams, senior teams, is the, the loudest voice in the room, the loudest energy in the room always wins, no matter whether it's correct or legitimate or credentialed or not. And so the challenge for us is to make sure that we are the strongest voice in our internal room. And the reason that all of this stuff is so important is not just replay, it's not just because of you know, making sure that you can feel confident. It's about feeling grounded as well. Because what happens as a female is the more that you, the more you grow in your career, the more challenging and the more high stakes the environment becomes, right? So if you've got this 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 practice of knowing who you are and knowing how to ground yourself in your own awareness and your own you know, compassion and self-understanding, then it's less likely that other people are going to push you off track because you know, the number of times I've been in a meeting where a really strong voice will come across and try to knock me off my, you know, my, my try to knock me off my train of thought. It's really easy to play into that and to respond to that. And when I talk to my, my clients, I talk to them about being really mindful of what they're calibrating to. Are you calibrating to the loudest voice in the room? And is that loudest voice you? Because it's, you need to make sure that if you fight, if you notice yourself calibrating to someone else in the room, it's almost like they've kind of, they've plugged into your energy and they're drawing your energy off you. So when, as soon as we notice that, it's about removing that plug and calibrating back to ourselves and reminding ourselves who we are, why we're here, what we're focusing on and, and how we want to operate as human beings. And in that way, we'll kind of, we'll start to change the world a little bit more. So it becomes more compassionate, more inclusive um, and more human rather than just being very male dominated. I absolutely love that. And it's also like the paradigm shift too, because when you unplug from that negative source or those external uh, sources and you plug into yourself, then you get refueled, 
recharge, refocus, rejuvenate, and you're firing mm-hmm. now on all cylinders. So you are optimal for yourself. And when you're optimal for yourself, the other people that rely on you will get that energy too. But whenever you're shaky, they could sense you're shaky, no matter if you're shaky internally, but externally, it will show up in your body language, your tone, your diction, and all of that stuff. So it's important to take that into consideration. And I'm definitely gonna have to bring you back for a part two, Teresa, because I want to be respectful (laughs) of our time. But yeah. I want... could, could I could I add one more thing? To yeah, that? sure. Like, it's just kind of popped into my mind as as females, our internal landscape is very different to males as well. So um, males tend to work on a monthly cycle. Sorry, on a daily cycle, we work on a monthly cycle, right? So and that actually impacts us. So stay with me here. What I mean is when you, you know, a lot of women are plugged into so many different parts of their life that we are feeling like, you know, it's, it's almost like there are these different different layers of self, right? So any one of these things can make us feel a little bit shaky on any given day, not to mention what's going on with our hormones or our feelings about what's happening with our parents or our kids or our partners or whatever. But that's that's also another reason why understand, being really sure and clear about who you are at each stage of your life, because who you are in your 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s will change. And so knowing who you are and kind of redefining that and allowing that redefinition in much the same way as we'd we'd update our haircuts, we update our phones, we update our wardrobes, we need to update our senses of self as well because women have this incredible capacity to give and grow and to contribute. But to do that, we need to do it from a place of honesty and integrity and authenticity for us. I love that, y'all. And you know what? Y'all, Teresa is so full of knowledge, wisdom, and all of that, plus what she does. So what what I'm going to do is jump into the call to action. And this is where she's going to plug her information so you can work with her and she could have you as a coaching person, because we can't give you all of her knowledge for free. You know, if you want to, you know, pick my brain, pick a price package. So Teresa, I want you to (laughs) plug your information here for the audience and let them know what your personal CTA is, which is the call to action. Because what good is hearing the information if they're not going to take what they've heard and apply it? And that's a part of doing your due diligence, you all. Perfect. Okay. So the best way to connect with me is to, uh, is to jump across onto the special page I've got for Genesis and her listeners, which is www.orocollective.space, so dot S-P-A-C-E, forward slash gems. And on that page, you're going to see some freebies, you're going to see some offers and a few ways that you can connect with me if you'd like to take the conversation further and and get some one-on-one time. Yes, y'all. And all of that information will be in the show notes. So there's no excuse for you not to connect with Teresa. And once again, that's www.orocollective.space. Spell out the word space backslash gems. And then she's also on LinkedIn and that information will be in the show notes as well. So y'all, you know how I do here. Make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms, audio base, and the video to this recording is on YouTube. So you can go to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And for those of you on the social media platforms, this video will be on Instagram. So check us out there. And my big ask, ASK, is for brand sponsors and listener supporters. It does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement behind the show. So if that is you and you want to link arms where we can go further and faster, 
together by cross-pollinating, reach out to me to learn more information. And until the next guest, next segment, make sure you believe in yourself, walk with a purpose, know that you were born for a purpose and you're here for a purpose. So don't put yourself in the box and sure as hell, don't let anyone else put you in a box. You got this. And like Nike says, just do it. <laughs> Signing out. Peace, love, and lots of blessings. Genesis Amaris Kim and my firecracker over there. <laughs> Teresa Mitrovic. And Genesis, thank you so much. What a gorgeous way to start International Women's Day today, speaking to you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.